Welcome to the Hey. Uh, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I was just uh attacked by my cat. She like put her little paws up on the side of the office chair and then licked my arm and it scared the bejesus out of me because I saw her walk past the chair first. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden there was something touched my arm. I was like, <laughs> I don't expect her to get up that high. Um I'm your host, Liz. I am joined as always by my joined as always by by my does it joined as I'm joined by I'm joined as always by my co-host Marcus. Woo! Happy Monday. Hi. I don't know. I'm a little. You good? Did you not have enough uh, enough water today? Actually, I'm a little too hydrated. I forgot to go to the bathroom before this. Huh. Um. Before we get started with everything, just want to thank Blake is all elite for following on Friday. Thank you so much for the follow. Welcome, welcome. Hope you enjoy your stay. I got this. Oh, that's a, that's a lot. I doubt I will drink more than two glasses, but I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. More than two glasses. Um. So happy Monday night, raw. How'd you like it? How'd you feel about it? I thought this was fantastic. I thought this was one of the best Raws we've we've seen. Made me angry, and I can't just des- describe why. Like, I just was, like, frustrated with... I think it was... I think 90% of my anger stemmed from listening to Corey talk too much. I think that's what happened. It, was, it could have been that, or the audience, because the crowd was shit today. They were garbage i think that was also it i think that had something to do with it and you're probably also very jaded and and you naturally hate anything that has to do with raw or main roster wwe quick i want to point out got my new shirt um this is uh for aaron rourke um oh i yeah he's got some merch so if you want to buy some aaron Rourke merch i really like this one um you can find him on Pro Wrestling Tees, easy enough, um, at A-A-R-O-N-R-O-U-R-K-E. I highly encourage it. Is that a dot com or? No, if you go into Pro Wrestling Tees and just search oh, the oh, name, gotcha. you'll find it. Yeah, Miriam's right. We don't. Uh, we all have trust issues when it comes to Raw. Oh. Um, but I thought this was fantastic. Um, and you and I sat through that first match, and we were like, "Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen." Yeah, and they're not going to give us a clean women's match. Which, I mean, it it was as clean as clean would get when it comes to a a fucking match like that. They wanted to, they just wanted to up the fucking in ring uh, performances today, give matches time, and just you know put stories. Actually, got matches. Yeah, women's matches that like lasted. Yeah, we got a women's tag team match that lasted. I don't agree with the ending of the tag team match, but it, it, you know it was it lasted a number of minutes over yeah. three. Um, every match was tied to a story, whether it was small or not, and that ending I thought was fantastic. We actually like dove deep into characters. And, like, it was felt like a very character-driven episode, which is what makes them so good. 
Every everything had a story and writing and thought. And Seth. Oh god. He looked <laughs> I think that was another thing that made me just like angry was like that's that outfit today. Oh boy. Yeah. It was a slap in the face. It was uh Fred Flintstone. Fred Flintstone chic. Yeah. The Gucci Fred Flintstone. Um What was your Halloween? Halloween was fun. It was a, it was a good Halloween. Uh we had we had a little party and uh yeah, what yesterday we relaxed. Yesterday I cut my finger open. On, on a tin a tin on a on a goddamn baking tin of all things mm. like it wasn't even like something cool like i wasn't like speed chopping carrots or some shit i was just trying to get a little treat yeah uh, yeah i think all around it was a very nice halloween yeah my my one of my favorite holidays i actually i think this was the first halloween barring day before halloween um, this was the first Halloween where I was like, this is nice. I enjoy this. And then we went into... <laughs> on literal Halloween, we walked into CVS and they had all the Merry Christmas stuff up. And I was like... Yeah. Made it. It's the holiday season, baby! It's not, though. It is. It's not. I'm having fun. Uh, can, can I quickly shout out the UPF real quick? Since, uh... Been a while since I've shouted that out. Uh, go to upfworld.com, everybody. It's a project we all work on combining Pokemon and professional wrestling. If you enjoy either of those things, definitely go check it out. We have a Patreon too. Uh, I don't know the exact URL. I think it's, I'm not going to guess. Everything's on upfworld.com. It's a great series. Definitely go check it out. A lot of fun. Buy some of the merch, some cool shirts. Um, yeah. All right. Raw? Yeah. My phone just—I didn't realize I accidentally turned my phone on noise and just made oh. a noise. First time it's made a noise in years. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. So some news—a a shockingly small amount—not a small amount of news, but a shockingly limited amount of news for today. Um. I've got some news on GCW. If you want, I me. I also have some news on GCW. Is it about somebody who's just signed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. You can give it. Why don't you start us off? Because there's a lot of returns and signings and shit. Okay, so just announced uh, making his debut at GCW Evil in Detroit is Leon Ruff. He is one of the last people I would expect to be doing GCW, but you know what? Good for him. Good for him. Um, it works. It works. Also happening at that event is Ali Catch versus Chelsea Green. Matt Cardona versus uh, Alex Shelley. Uh, Yamashita versus... Uh, I don't know most of these names, but it's Yamashita versus Charlie. Uh, Takeda and Cologne versus King and NDC. Atticus Kogar and Eddie versus Jordan and Wayne. Uh, and SGC versus Alex Zane and Tony Deppin. Ah, uh, Tony Deppin. This actually seems like... Oh, it's Evil Deeds, not Evil. But yeah, Evil Deeds. Uh, I actually kind of really want to watch this show. 
not a big GCW person, but this show seems interesting. I wish there was just like a way that like we could, I don't know, like buy like a package on Fight TV that's like you get X amount of like this tier level shows and like X amount mm-hmm. of this tier of shows. It is is not cheap to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah, like like maybe the yeah like a tier like you get all of the the GCW shows you you get like the Impact like any any promotion that has monthly sh- monthly pay per views you get access to those, but then like you still have to pay for like AEW pay per views. I'd be fine with that, or like the the big Impact pay per views. Like you know, there's like. I know, like, some GCW pay-per-views are, like, 10 bucks. Mm. Like, GCW does something, like, regularly. I don't know. It'd be nice to not have to spend so much money. Yeah. I understand that that's the only thing keeping these, like, promotions alive, and I respect that. It's just on a selfish note. (laughs) Yeah. And ticket sales. Yeah. Um... Huh. I had mascara on. That was not smart. Rub my eye. Um. In addition to Leon debuting, we also have Speedball Mike Bailey signed with Impact. Um. He signed his contract quite literally on the back of Josh Alexander, which I thought was incredible. I yeah. loved it. It was right after uh, his match with Josh Alexander. And Scott yeah. Demore came out and handed him the contract. Good for him. I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, also, Jeff Cobb is making his MLW return. He is going to be at uh, War Chamber. Um, I don't know in what respect. Um, it's just that he was um, Court Bauer, the CEO of MLW, that he is going to be entering the mix. Um. Oh. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So, sorry, I just had to finish reading the quote. But um, this is also in addition to Enzo getting Matt Cross. This is Soul. Um. And on the heels of Cobb losing the G one. Um. Then also have some news about Johnson Reed um, opened up slightly about what happened um, with Bound for Glory basically saying um, he said that he's not at the liberty to discuss what's going on at the moment he is getting everything confirmed with immigration so that he can stay Who is he can that? stick around Johnson Reed or Jonah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he. It doesn't sound like it was. It doesn't sound like it was like something like, like a booking happened, mm-hmm. or he decided last minute that he didn't want to do it. It sounds like he was not able to do it based on, visa, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also. In the world of indie wrestling, um, Anhausen and Mance Warner 
bless their souls, had a match last night where within moments of each other, minutes maybe, um, apparently they both broke their, Vance Warner broke his ankle and Danhausen broke his tibia and his the other one, the other bone that's also there. Um, tweeted about it. Uh, it was his tibia and like the what is it fibula fibula something like that. Yeah, yeah, the fibula. Um, so he broke both of those. So not great. Um, kind of in of cosmic the way that it happened but hopefully they will be back soon I don't know how long broken tibias and fibulas and ankles last I don't think it's very quick when you're older I know like with kids it's like they break shit and it's like fine like a couple weeks later because they're growing but like I feel like once you're an adult it's kind of like takes a minute mm-hmm. so I don't know best of luck to them um, well, like half of half of my news is like people go, like are showing up at places. The other half is like injuries. Hmm. Um, because we also got um news that uh Archer should be Lance Archer. I don't know why. I just my brain isn't really all here. Um, Lance Archer apparently suffered a jammed neck um, on the spot against Kingston where he, you know, jammed his neck to the ground. Um, but there's not a timeline ba- like, set up for how he's going to return. But there is better than good chance that he's not going to be at full gear. Um, whether that's just because he wasn't scheduled in general to show up because he doesn't exactly have a feud or matches going on. Right. Um, he's not scheduled for full gear. So hopefully he is back on his feet soon. Then the last piece of injury news that we have is Thunder Rosa suffered a concussion. Did she? Yeah. Um, when? About... Ten days ago, um, she revealed in a vlog that she hadn't gone to the gym in ten days. Um, specifically, she said, I'm going to the gym finally. I haven't exercised in about ten days after my concussion, just trying to be safe. Um, she was at AAW's Hell Hath No Fury show. Mm-hmm. She fought Jody Threat, so... I guess she's medically cleared, but it's just the fact that she like did like that. She mentioned it in like such passing, just like you know. Anyways, go, oh. no, yeah. Um, and then we also have news on PW's first quarterly pay per view uh, for next year. Is it revolution? Um, is not. Really? What it is, is it's going to be on January 8th, 2022. 
Um, or, or rather, they're looking to host a special on TNT. Sorry, that's um, not their first pay-per-view. Okay, this is uh, one of their, their special Saturday supercards that they mentioned they were going to do. Correct. Um, the, what they're going to do is something called Battle of the Belts. Um, which is a show that NWA used in the mid-80s. Um, that is because they're not allowed to use the name Clash of the Champions. Hell so. yeah. Um, they are, so that's going to be um, at 8 o'clock. Me. It's going to be on January 8th, um, 2022, TNT. Um, I guess they're planning to have these quarterly specials. So. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be exciting. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. It sounds like a pay-per-view without being a pay-per-view. Yeah, it it seems like um Yeah, it it seems like WWE's live shows but on TV. Mm. Yeah. All right. Last piece of news. There's a chance that NXT is going back to touring soon? Um, apparently WWE is seeking a senior production assistant of social media for NXT 2.0. Um, and it, the, the listing on the job notes that the role involves, and this is quote unquote by WrestleTalk, and then probably quote unquote by the job description, um, creating content for various social channels at various WWE live events, television tapings, network specials, and talent appearances. Um, apparently also Dave Meltzer stated that there were plans discussed for the, for NXT to resume during in the summer. Mm-hmm. Not sure what that means, but it, it apparently looked like they kind of looked at different smaller venues, um, in Florida. So it might be fun to kind of the NXT back on the road and maybe a better crowd they've had in recent times. Um, speaking of crowds, uh, I, I've got a little bit of news that I just found that's not related to WWE, but rather NJPW and other Japanese promotions. Ho oh, ho! Okay. Uh, so according to um, Mainichi.jp, Japan has lifted its COVID restrictions to allow shouting and cheering in venues that are capped at 50% attendance, but limits can be decided upon by the respective prefectures. Nice. So, NJPW could have cheering audiences again, albeit less people. I am looking forward to that because... Like... Bless the Japanese audiences, they follow the rules so well. But I can't wait to like hear hearing. Yeah. It's like it's like being at like a golf event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. That is the last bit of news that I have. Um or the last bit of news that you have, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to move into the show? I would. I would. So, let's talk about tonight's 
raw, great episode. Great, great, great. So we started off immediately with Bianca in Gorilla. She says, I wasn't ready for Becky at SummerSlam. Becky is someone I really liked, but 26 seconds later, I'm sitting there with no championship. I'll never regret my mistakes. Becky has completely lost sight of what it means to be champion. I'm used to people trying to tear me down during the, uh, on the sideline. I have always showed up and showed out. There's no match bigger than a match for the Raw Women's Championship. Then we get Becky and Gorilla. She says, Bianca d did earn her way to the top because I wasn't there to stop her. The day after I gave birth, I was doing 24 push-ups. I don't think people realize how hard it is to be me, how hard it is to balance being champ and the life I have. Tonight, that will motivate me to beat Bianca and once again, uh, be beat Bianca once again. And then we get Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, and this fucking rocked. Yeah, um, I... <laughs> Like I said, I was like nervous. I was nervous this whole time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, it was like there's there's got to be a reason they're giving us this match in the beginning. There's got to be a, something going on. Like someone's gonna interrupt. Someone's gonna come out. Yeah. Like tossing around names of who could come out. But no, no one did. did. Um, there was a part of me that thought because like you know they started off like fighting, fighting. Um. Becky ended up shoving Bianca. Or Bianca shoved Becky. I don't know why, how I fucked those in the notes up. <laughs> Bianca shoved Becky, and Becky like kind of like looked like at the ref, like, "Are you gonna allow this?" And I was like, "Shit, no." You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna do like the fucking like can they coexist thing, except not really, where it's like, "This is out of hand. We can't do this." You know, blah, 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 blah. um, that doesn't happen. Um. There's a tug of war. Uh, Becky holds on to Bianca's braid. Bianca blocks, pulls Becky into the post. It's sort of the vertical suplex ringside. Um, back in the ring, Becky gets a modified disarmor onto Bianca, but it's not enough to end the match. Um, later on in the match, we have a nasty gut buster to Becky that like looked like a knee right into the ribs, and I was like, oh, oh lord. Um, then... Bianca goes for the glam slam. It gets countered by Becky rolling through and rolling Bianca up in like a very compact package. This uh, proceeded several more roll-ups. Uh, eventually, Becky goes for the disarmor, but Bianca lifts her. Fucking one-handed. Lifts her up. Becky ends up maneuvering herself, though, so she can dump herself and Bianca over the top rope. Um, back in the ring again, Becky is going for an armbar. Bianca reverses, lifts Becky up. Becky counters with a nasty Hurricane Rana. Um, Bianca then powerbombs Becky from way up in the air. And you could see that it was like kind of a bitchy sort of move because you could see Becky grab her head before like she hit the ground. I think she Bianca just only, did that. Bianca was only holding her by like the lower half like by her ass basically yeah. there's way more wiggle room mm -hmm. um eventually becky goes for as a dragon sleeper hold on bianca bianca escapes uh she gets becky up top deadlifts her drops her on the fucking ground later on she's going becky's going for the knee drop bianca avoids it, hits becky with that glam slam goes for the kod but lynch grabs the ropes uh, 
as she takes the turnbuckle pad off in doing that, and then sends Bianca into it, rolls her up by the tights to win the match. Which I have feelings about this match that I'll talk about later, but it was it was a really good match. It really was. The finish protected. Uh, it protected Bia- uh, Bianca. Yeah, but for what now? To challenge again. Go for- um. To. I mean, WWE always wants to protect everyone. Like they they want to protect everyone that is in the main event scene. Um. And clearly, they want Bianca to be a champion at some point. And they don't want her to be uh, knocked down a peg by losing clean. And they probably want her to be the one to to take down Becky further down the line, probably closer to Royal Rumble time. She'll probably face her at Royal Rumble. Um, and, uh, yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe. I just, I don't know. Eh. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to discount this match, though, because this match was, like, incredible. Yeah, it, it really was. And we just started with that. Yeah, but they were just like, here, have this. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, they're taking, you notes, from, uh, they're taking notes from AEW, starting the show with a classic, and then going from there. So then we get Ray and Dom and Gorilla. Uh, Ray says Austin is talent. Austin Theory is talented, but also arrogant and disrespectful. He th- uh, Austin then walks in. He says, it is a big honor to step in the ring with you. It just sucks. We never got to take that selfie last week. I'll take it tonight after I beat you like I beat your son. Um, Dom says, you better show my pop some respect. Ray says, you're not the first trying to make a name for yourself at my expense. Uh, and then we get Ray Mysterio versus Austin Theory, and this match was also a lot of fun. The ending yeah. was the ending was lame, but it's gonna carry somewhere uh, that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, um, I think this was the first match where Theory actually looked like the NXT Austin Theory. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we pretty much kicked the match off with this fucking nasty Hurricane Rana from Ray. Cleanest Hurricane Rana I've seen. Yeah, that was nice. Um, he ends up slamming Ray down like he's like a fucking sack of feathers, though. Um, goes onto the apron, jumps over the ropes, and stomps on Ray. Gets him up into the torture rack position and then throws him down into a backbreaker all while staring at Dom. That was nasty. Um, yeah, it was ugh, me a little uncomfortable. Um, all while staring at Dom. So Dom's like sitting there like, you're mean to me last week. You're mean to me this week. You didn't do something. That's Dom. Um, so there's a seated senton onto Theory and a lingering springboard crossbody. Um, from Ray, it was that was so pretty. He just like kind of floated there for a second. I was like, wow. <laughs> um. So Ray goes for the Casadora, but he get it gets countered with a back to belly suplex from Theory. That was Theory cool. then 
Okay, so then I missed, I, I kind of missed what happened here. Theory, did Theory dropkick Dominic? The basement dropkick? Dominic? Yeah, because he does something to Dominic. Yeah, he, he dropkicked Dominic, and that gets him pissed off. Right. So Theory dropkicks Dom. Dom's like, okay, I'm just hanging out here to support my pops, but okay, sure. Um... Ray gets Theory, though, into position for the 619, and Dominic Mysterio comes through with the tinsiest, littlest slap across the face to Theory. Ray gets the 619. And the ref's in the middle of Ray covering. This was, like, confusing. In the middle of Ray covering, that's when, uh, what's-his-face? Uh, Spider. Um, that's when he was like, wait a second, did you do something, Dom? And then he's like, no, 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 DQ the match. And it, then, you know, Ray's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it, the DQ made sense because he, he hit Theory. Yeah. And it's going to carry to a conflict between Ray and Dom, ideally a feud that we've been waiting for. It was, it was really more so, the reason that I, it didn't sit right was just because it was like, it was almost delayed. Yeah. Um, but... This is like the Becky and Sasha thing all over again, where I'm like, I know what we're setting up for. Just rip the fucking bandaid off. I don't want to, like, have the carrot dangled in front of my face. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I still enjoyed it. I think the ending makes sense. Um, still some good stuff. And then we get, we get a long-ass promo. Oh, bless. So Seth Rollins comes out, and everyone sit tight because this will be a lot. I'll try and condense it as best I can, but here we go. So Seth comes out. He says, you know, I'm not the kind of person to come out here and toot my own horn, uh, but I've come out with a purpose. While I'm here, let me tell you that I am on top of the world. Last week in a grueling ladder match, I, deleted, I defeated former top-tier world champions to earn this opportunity at the WWE Championship. It feels good and right. I was drafted here to be the face of Monday nights. The only thing that's missing is a title around my waist. This contract guarantees you're looking at your next WWE champion. Big E then comes out. He says, last week I came out to congratulate you on, uh, on winning the ladder match, but instead of shaking my hand, you laughed in my face and... Slinked off like the Pink Panther. Uh, my aunt said not to let that man bother me. Seth said, that's not how I remember it. I challenged you for that title right there. You told me I had to go earn it. Like you didn't know that I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Also, sorry, my eyes are like very sensitive to light right now. And I'm like blinking every... Everything. Um... After I won this, I tried to shake your hand, and you didn't accept it. I lost a bit of respect for you. Uh, you've been a fine champion, but you're not on my level. You and I are going to fight for that title. You don't want the responsibility anyway. Let me take that off your shoulder, and you can go back to being a joke with your friends. He makes fun of uh, King Xavier and Kofi Mania, saying that they're both jokes. 
Biggie says, I'll be damned if I let you disrespect one of the greatest moments of WWE history, Kofi Mania. Seth Rollins versus Biggie for the WWE Championship tonight. Um, and then Seth says, think about this for a minute. The crowd doesn't want to see that. You all know that I am not 100% after the ladder match last week. I'm not falling into your trap. Kevin Owens then comes out. He says, Biggie, you have a strong claim being WWE champion that you're the face of Monday Night Raw. Seth, you think you're the face of Mondays because you're a delusional dumbass. And then you have Bianca and Becky saying that they're the faces of Monday Night Raw. Uh, and the proof uh, for you, Seth, is your suit right there. I feel like there's somebody everyone is forgetting. This handsome face right here. This face should be the face of Raw. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. People weren't talking about you winning. They were talking about me and my performance in that ladder match. Every single time I step in the ring, I give it my absolute best. I didn't work out. It didn't work out for me last week. When I tell people to just keep fighting, it doesn't matter what happens to me. I will show up next week and just keep fighting. What matters is every single time you can believe, I will do everything I can to give the WWE Universe something to remember. If you're not going to fight Big E tonight, then get out of the ring because I'll fight him tonight. Seth's like, that's a great idea. And Kevin's like, I don't want to hear a fucking word from you. And Seth's like, I'm on your side. Um, um, I'll hmm. keep going. Sorry. Uh, but Biggie just finishes with, uh, there can only be one face of Raw, but you make a good point. It's on. So you missed two things in that did recap. I? You did. Um, first of all, Kevin Owens said, whether it's... Um, Something about uh, whether he's going for another three months, another three years, which directly referenced the fact that his contract is obviously up in months. Mm-hmm. And then Big E said something about the faces of whatever. Oh, he, he said there can only be one. It's not Mount Rushmore. Right. And... And I liked it a little bit. I got, you know. For those who don't know, the Mount Rushmore um, in pro wrestling is Kevin Owen or Kevin Steen uh, is the Young Bucks, right? I believe. And El Generico or Adam Cole? Adam Cole. Okay. And so three of those heads on Mount Rushmore are together right now. One of them is not. And uh, it's it's just very cheeky. This this whole episode feels like Vince stepped out of the office for like substitute teacher was there today. Yeah, the substitute teacher was like uh, uh, Tyson Kidd or T.J. Perkins or no, not T.J. Perkins. Uh, What's his name? (laughs) Um, yeah, Tyson. Tyson, yeah. Um. But what what's his real name? Is that his real name? His shoot name? You're asking me to look up so many things. <laughs> uh, oh, TJ Wilson. TJ Wilson, that's it. Almost like I haven't watched Divas. I knew it was TJ. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe he was uh, producing the entire episode today. I, 
honestly, like, I, I don't know. It just, like, felt, it felt very cheeky today. Yeah. I like that, you know? Everyone else gets to be cheeky on their wrestling shows. Why can't, can't WWE fellas have a little fun? Yeah. Um, so... After that, we then get a promo with Carmella and Zelina Vega. They're walking backstage, and they run into Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. Um, Zelina looks at Nikki's mask, and it's like, oh, it's a nice mask. And Nikki's like, thanks. I wear this because it tells people they can be whoever they want. Or do whatever. Be whatever they want. It was B. How, how does the mask... <laughs> I don't know. This is I am so tired of Nikki Ash and this fucking character. None of what she says makes sense at all. What she it's, meant was I wear this mask to show people that you can get anything by WWE Creative. They didn't know who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> or they didn't care who I was till I put on the mask. God. I kind of become desensitized to nikki at this point god it, it well we haven't heard her in so long i think the thing for me today especially mm. is that selena's fake accent bothers me so much more really than Ross's gimmick I, that I, I was just like fuck it fine let her do whatever she wants to do i think it's i think her her accent's so funny because it, it it symbolizes her arrogance and her pompousness, and because when like she that. turns to Carmella and talks casually, she talks in her normal her normal accent. Well, she wasn't talking in her normal accent. Yeah, when she was whispering to Carmella as they were walking away, that was her normal voice. That wasn't her her fake English accent. Yeah, but but they were walking together at one point. Just the two of them walking together, and she was doing the fake accent. Yeah, because she was still using vibrato in her voice and and had to put on the the royal persona for anyone who I could never, be looking. I never pegged you for a Zelina apologist, but I guess we're this is where we are today. Lines have been drawn in the sand. I I I don't think Zelina's the worst in the roster. I didn't say she was the worst on the roster. I'm just saying that her shtick at this point makes my head spin. Like nails on a chalkboard to me, just because it's like it's it's awkward. It doesn't feel like she's committed to it. It's because uh, her character's not. Mark, no offense, no offense, bud. The way you're seeing it, I can understand. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. It looks really good. That is not what they're doing. They're not like, oh, she's like this partially insecure person, but like she's very like up her own but, ass outside of it. But the writers don't need doing. to write that. That's all Zelina just, you know, oh, I have this, so I'm gonna just going to put on an accent and be very arrogant when I deliver my lines. But then when I'm whispering something to somebody, like like she can't hold on to it because... It's all just a veil. I just don't think that she remembers to do her accent sometimes. That's just me. I I don't think you're giving Zelina the credit that she deserves. I think I'm giving her just enough credit. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> well. She looks good, at least. Mm-hmm. Then we had Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley versus Carmella and Zelina Vega in a championship contenders match. This was a hard match for me to follow, and I think that I think this was a hard match for me to follow because of Corey the entire time. Because um, not only do I hate the whole, do we both hated the most beautiful woman in WWE thing that was going on? Mm-hmm. We both hated that. Yeah. And Corey, without any reason, is continuing it. Even though it's not really a thing anymore. I get it, like, Carmella's thing right now is, like, being very, like, vain. We haven't really had, like, the most beautiful woman in WWE discourse, and yet Corey's still doing it. And he spends parts of matches, like, where things are happening, talking about how hot Carmella is. And I'm like, dude... This is like I, I, I can't. They 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 just need to have Corey manage Carmella. That's that is the route this should be taking. He shouldn't be doing this on commentary. Just have him manage Carmella. It will be great. You will fully elevate Carmella having Corey manage her. It's like having Robert Stone manage somebody. Jesse Camilla wasn't really anything noteworthy until she was being managed. By Robert Stone. And then suddenly I, she was put on a pedestal. I also just don't... Don't have fun when he's so mean to Byron. It, it's because it's the same thing every week. Yeah, it's, it's just like, to, like... So he... Had some... Had some comment about Dana Brooke. I don't even remember what it was. I remember talking about it when it happened, but I don't remember what it was at he, this point. He said that she hasn't accomplished much or right. anything okay. at all. So he addressed it on Ryan Satin's podcast. <laughs> if you want to read the whole quote, be my guest. It is a novella or a novella. novella. Embarrassing. Um, but basically half of it the first few sentences were like, you know, I like to toe the line. I like to like be a little bit out there. And I was like, dude, no one needs you to do that. Commentator. No one's asking, like, Wade's not nice to Vic. He's nice enough. Yeah, you know? there, he maintains a professional courtesy. They cut to, uh, they cut to the announce desk at one point. Byron straight up, like, Corey was, like, talking shit to him. There was malice in Byron's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, Corey's making fun of me today. It was like, you could see the wheels turning in the back of his head where he was like, can I just get out of here? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. So, we start with um, Rhea versus Selena. Rhea just kind of shows Selena. Um, Carmella gets in, and she slaps the fucking shit out of Rhea. Um, Rhea just starts fighting back. She hauls off on Carmella. Nikki gets in. Um, she drops Carmella. She shoves Lena into the corner, ends up crossbodying both women ringside at the behest of Rhea, which was actually really fun, because Rhea was, like, encouraging her to go jump. Nikki was just full feral, and I was like, you know what? We haven't gotten feral Nikki in a while. Kind of miss that. 
drop the ASH gimmick, please. Just give us normal Nikki. I just feel bad that she lost Cross because of Karrion Cross, and look at what Karrion Cross is doing right now. It wasn't even on the episode. Anyways. Um, so we got a commercial break. We come back. Uh, Carmella ends up wrenching Rhea to the ground. There's a dropkick, though, to Zelina. Um, Rhea, or Nikki, I think, takes Carmella off the apron. Carmella ends up sending Rhea into the post. Neither of them are legal, so why not? Um, it was because Rhea was trying to slam Carmella's face into the announce desk. Then, he gets hit with the sunset flip bomb by Zelina to win. They're now the number one contenders for the tag titles. You know what? Whatever. Fine. We'll see if they even are. I. I um. Hate to say it. I think they might get those titles. Yeah, they might move Rhea and Nikki to singles roles. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cause like, Rhea has so much potential, and Nikki also has. Some potential. Mm-hmm. Um, they as I mean, Nikki skill wise has potential. The gimmick, I'm not so sure, but two of them are have so much going for them as singles wrestlers. Where Zelina and Carmella kind of fall flat right now. Yeah, I feel like they'd just be like, "Fine, we'll saddle Zelina and Carmella with this." Then like Zelina's the queen, and she's also the tag champ. Like it's a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Unless they don't want to give like a King of the Ring or Queen Crown Queen of the Ring uh titles because they consider that a title already. Like I don't see Woods yeah. getting a title. I don't see Woods getting a title, but I also see Woods doing more with his royal His crown. Royalty, yeah. With his royalty. Then I see Zelina doing. Mm-hmm. Not even like it's not like Zelina's fault. I'm just saying, like, based on how the writers have treated the women's division as of late, but I don't see her doing much. She is doing something. Like it, it's not like her her reign as queen has already has already fallen. She's she's doing oh. stuff. Yeah, she's she's walking around. She's being annoying. Yeah. Um, all right, so then we get Biggie backstage with the Alpha Academy. Uh, Gable says, Seth was right. You don't have what it takes to be the face of Raw. With my help, we can change that. Uh, e says, if your plan is to make me a walking thumb, no thanks. Chad's like, well, I graduated from full sale with a master's degree, and I was valedictorian. Don't come crying to me when you become a, uh, a foothold in history. Or a footnote in history. Uh, you want proof? Watch what happens when Finn Balor... Sorry, I'm like squinting at my notes. Um, the case for Mondays. Watch what happens with Finn Balor when the, when the master turns the prince into a peasant. Uh, then we get a video package for Veer. And he's kind of got a new name. Veer Mahan. Oh, I didn't realize that. Name. Is it Mahan or something else? I think it's I Mahan. I wasn't watching it. <laughs> like, well, I saw that it was a Veer package, and I was like, oh, okay, they're just re-airing the one from last week, because it started quite the same. Right. 
Um, I'm going to double check, but in the meantime, we have Finn Balor versus Chad Gable. Great match. This was great. Really fun. This was one of those matches that I was like, damn, this is what I've been missing. Yeah, this this also had like no right being as good as it is. Right. Like, so first of all, a lot of grappling. Um, drop to hold ends up getting Finn to the ground, but Finn transitions to like to a wrist lock. The failed drop kick to Chad. Finn gets thrown down into the ankle lock. Transitions from that into an arm bar, but he gets thrown right back into the ankle lock. Balor ends up getting out. He double stomps on Chad, which I thought was great because it almost like the way it was done was almost like out of frustration. It felt like yeah, it was just like can leave me alone. Um, Gable ends up going up top. He moonsaults off the top rope, right square onto Finn's knees. Um, then get drop kicked to Chad. Chad goes for a fucking superplex. He gets locked up in an inside cradle. Finn wins. And I was like, fuck me. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Like, this was one of those matches. And this is what I say about like. Zack Sabre Jr. matches where it's like you can kind of see them thinking. Mm-hmm. About like what their next move is. Um, and that's how I felt about this match. It, it felt very like. Especially in the beginning, you kind of see like the wheels turning. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, after that, we had Riddle backstage. Uh, he runs into the Dirty Dogs. He says, "I'm a huge fan of dogs. Uh, are dogs your spirit animals? Uh, Big Bob, you're a Great Dane, and Dolph, you remind me of my old dog, one of my dogs, Alfonso." Um, Rude says, "Oh no." Dolph says, when you're out there during our match on commentary, pay attention closely. Last last week was a fluke. It was unfair how we had to wrestle twice in one day. Um, Rude says, you and Randy can kiss those titles goodbye. And then we get the Street Profits versus the Dirty Dogs. And this was a lot of fun. It, It was a good balance between focusing on commentary and the match itself. And then the end happened, which was kind of lame, but... The thing about this match that really, really got me was... Crowd. Yeah. It was so annoying! So, if you, if you didn't watch, um, the crowd was chanting for Riddle and Randy, like, intermittently. Meanwhile, they are not the wrestlers in this match. Also, Randy straight up did not look like he wanted to be there. Um, the way he sounded, sounded like he didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Also, they changed his music. They, yeah, they they made the RK Bro music kind of funky, like tag teamified in my veins or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, no, that's oh, voices. That's the name of it. Thank you. Um, it's like it's voices. But it's kind of got like a beat like mixed bop. in. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bob. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Let's bring not. back voices because Riddle would vibe to voices. And, and the whole story with Riddle was that he wanted to be more like Randy. He was trying to basically copy him. And so if you have them both come out to voices, Randy's walkout 
that fits the story. That's the RK Bro music. I missed the boat in making it like Riddle's a super fanboy. I feel like they really that could have been a really cool feud. Well the I I think they're still I think that's kind of the long game they're playing. Because I mean Money in the Bank, he did that. Like he was the fanboy and wrestled for him and all that. And I think he's going to escalate so much and become so much like Randy that he ends up betraying Randy. Mm, that would tables. be nice. He becomes the Viper. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we start with Rude and Montez. We shortly thereafter get Dawkins in. He kicks Rude and Dolph under the chin. Unloads Rude from the ring. Dolph tries to interfere in um, Dawkins attempting to, uh, I think, slam Rude into the announce desk. Montez stops him, though. Basically, uh, go to commercial. We come back. There's a silencer to Dolph. Dawkins wants out of the fucking ring. He's tired. Um, but Rude stops him. Uh, Dawkins ends up suplexing Rude, gets Montez in, which I kind of thought was like a funky little thing, because like, if Dawkins was so like depleted that he couldn't even get out to tag Montez in, mm-hmm. where is he getting the energy to suplex Rude? I don't know. Um... That's just me being annoying. Uh, so we get a big frog splash onto Rude before uh, Dawkins counters literally every move that Big Bob throws at him. Uh, we get a standing blockbuster. Dolph ends up breaking the cover, though. Montez gets in. Rude catapults Montez right into a DDT from Dolph. They go to cover. Dawkins breaks that up, sends both men to ringside. And then who comes out but fucking Omos? He distracts the match. Dolph gets one up on Montez and wins. And Dawkins like tries to like attack Omos, and, and Omos just tosses him. Yeah, Omos is becoming very tiring at this point. I don't, I don't get it. Where's AJ? Probably doesn't need to come out. They don't need to pay him that day. Uh, we then had an interview with Damien Priest. He says that side has always been there. Uh, once he shows his face, people tend to get hurt. I think T-Bar is a hell of a competitor until he threw a chair at my face. You disrespect me, I'm going to go to a dark place. Tonight, no disqualifications. He has a chance to get very acquainted with the, da- with the Damien in me. And then we get Damien Priest versus T-Bar in a no-DQ match in this match fucking rocked this was amazing it had no business being this good it did not it did and it wasn't like for a title or anything it was just this was just like a grudge match and it was fantastic yeah damien just beats the piss out of t-bar for a hot minute t-bar ends up getting a bit of an upper hand he slams damien into the apron um but he gets tossed right into the barricade shortly thereafter T Bar ends up setting up a table, and it's one of those things where you're like, "Ooh, T Bar, don't do that." Hmm. Um, he wants to powerbomb Priest into it, but Damien fights back. He slams. Uh, uh, T Bar ends up slamming Damien into the post. 
and takes Damien off the top rope on his shoulders, slamming into him. Like, sort of an Irish curse. No, a white noise. Sort of like a top rope white noise. Yeah. Um, except it's T-Bar. It, it, like it was more like a Samoan drop. He, he had yeah. him like a, like a white noise, but then, or like an air raid crash, but the way he the landed was like a Samoan drop. Great crash was more of what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, so he brings Damien down to the mat, slams into him, choke slams him off the top rope. Like he puts him up top and then just fucking picks him up and yeets him. Um, then T Bar starts fucking hitting Damien. He gets Damien tied up in the ropes, He's hitting Damien with the fucking with a fucking kendo stick until the kendo stick splinters into a million pieces. Then T Bar like. Runs at Damien with the broken in half kendo stick as if he's like about to stab Damien. He, he, he pulled the Goldberg and said, No DQ means I have a license to kill. I was like, What the? Wait. Like, I don't know. I feel like that stuff happens a lot in wrestling, but like this time I was like kind of caught on to it and I was like, What was the end game? <laughs> the end game in that. Yeah. Um, Damien ends up getting up, though. He hits a big lariat, dropping T-Bar, gets a chair, smacks T-Bar around for a little bit, and then sends T-Bar into a table. The table fucking shatters. Then Damien gets a reckoning to win. Plus, This match was so good. It was. It really was. It was goofy. It should not have been that good. Yeah, it was brutal. It was it was story driven, and then Apollo Cruz comes out and basically stakes his claim to why he should be the next challenger for the U.S. title. No official challenge, but he he throws his hat in the ring. Um, it's been a while since he's challenged for that. Yeah, it really has. Uh, one year now, I think it's been. He's like, now that Bobby has other things going on, <laughs> maybe I'll take my uh, chances here. Um, so then we had a uh, uh, promo with John Morrison. Reggie walks in and Morrison says, I can feel it. I can reach and attain my goals. Truth then attacks Reggie. Reggie escapes. Truth and Tazawa chase after Reggie. Morrison says, You gotta align your mind and bodies. Drake Maverick walks in, and Tazawa and Truth yell at Drake that your plan is not working. We get an interview with Becky next. She says, I only used what was available. Even though I tore the house down, half the audience was booing me. They are fickle. They can't relate because they don't know what it's like being a success. I stand in a whole league of my own. And then Liv Morgan comes in. And she stares Mm -hmm. daggers at Becky Lynch. And uh, that man that had the push Liv Morgan sign must be thrilled. My dude was probably like, exactly. Um, It sure is a shame, though, that Liv lost her last two matches that she definitely did not need to lose. Yeah. Um, 
Then, uh, then we had Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens backstage. Seth said, we don't have to like each other to do business. Let's do a little you scratch my back, I scratch your back. I'll go out there and help you get the W. When I win the title, I'll give you the first title opportunity. And KO's like, oh my god, really? Uh, I enjoy getting my back scratched as much as anyone. You want to come out there and see in person why I should be the face of Raw. But if you think for a second about trying to interject yourself, then it's no longer you business. It becomes my business. Uh, Seth said, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. What's your thing? Just keep fighting. How well did that work for you on SmackDown? You just keep fighting. I'll just keep winning. God, these guys are so good together. Um, and then we get Biggie versus Kevin Owens to wrap up the night. Fantastic match. Really, really fantastic. Yeah. Um, Biggie drops Kevin Owens quite early on. It was for a really early big ending. Obviously, it doesn't work. Um, he ended up getting a belly to back, back to back to Kevin. He tries to get a third, but Kevin Owens headbutts E. The Kevin Owen. Whoops. <laughs> Kevin Owens heads, but. One day, one day you'll get it. He goes for a third, but Kevin Owens headbutts E. He goes for the stunner, but Biggie evades it. He gets dumped from the ring, though. Biggie goes for the big splash on the apron, but Kevin Owens avoids it. Kevin Owens and Cannonball's onto Biggie ringside, and then Seth comes out. That's the thing. Um, get back into the ring. Um, Biggie goes to splash onto Kevin Owens, but Kevin Owens once again avoids. Um, Kevin gets urinagied, though. He goes up top. Big E meets him up there. He gets sent down. Kevin Owens cannonballs down onto right onto Big E's knees. Oh. He went oh. right through those knees. The fucking noise it made. It was solid. That was, that was meat slapping meat. Um, Big E then sends Kevin to the apron, spears him off of it. Goes for the big ending again, but Kevin avoids it. Seth ends up striking Big E as the ref checks on Kevin. Big E still ends up winning, though, because Kevin goes to roll him up, and uh, Big E reverses with a crucifix for him. Yeah. So. And, uh, and then, basically, Seth's walking on this, up the stage, turns around, and is, like, shocked that KO didn't get the win. Um, and then Big E's like, what the hell was that? You teaming with Seth now. You saw him hit me and you took advantage. Um, and KO's like, uh, it's not what it looks like. like I, I, I panicked. Um, and this is like a kind of a callback to um, when Biggie was betrayed by KO. When he, when he thought he could trust him. Uh, I don't know how many years ago that happened, but yeah. Some really good storytelling. Biggie then gives a big ending to KO when when KO was like, I'm really sorry. Like I really I sincerely did not mean to do that. And I wonder if this is the start of a heel turn for KO, possibly joining Seth. Um but we'll see. If they do join join sides and their tag team is not the vision, then I'm gonna have some problems. I think that's fair. It was the the promo at the end was a little confusing if nothing comes of it. 
I'm sure something will because I th- next week uh, they did say Seth Rollins versus KO. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, also, tomorrow on AEW Dark, Tony Nese is making his debut against Fuego Del Sol. Wow. Um, That's fun. So far, the matches for Dark are Pac versus uh, Arturo Ruas, now Tiger Ruas, Ishmael Bond and Dante Smiley versus The Acclaimed, uh, Ricky Shane Page versus Daniel Garcia, Fuego versus Tony Nese. Santana Garrett versus the Bunny, um, Bobby Fish versus Ryzen, um, Viva Van versus Nyla Rose, and those are all the notable ones. I will say I have been loving. Oh, Bobby first came out. I feel like the crowd was kind of like I don't know what to do with this. But more and more recently, he's gotten people like kind of to their feet. He's gotten people. Aggravated, and I love that. I love shit disturber Bobby Fish. I am so glad we have that back. Never gonna shut up about this. I, I just you need won't. you to understand. I never will. He's acting like is, any other wrestler would. This is everything to me. I am literally so happy. All right. So thus concludes the recap of tonight's episode. Stick around, everybody. We've got our bests of the night coming up now. And then we'll have our question segment where you should leave your question in the chat uh, so we can answer it after the best of the night. Leave in the chat now so it's there. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment with your question and we'll get to it in the next episode. If you're, watch, if you're listening on Spotify, join in the live show. We'd love to talk to you in person if you can, if you can make it. Do you... What? Would you would you would you like a quick joke? <laughs> What's the joke? What do you call a video game where you have to fight zombies and ghosts? What is it? Immortal combat. <laughs> Don't you love it? So let's go to promo of the night. (laughs) Why can't you accept my humor? (laughs) That was funny. Thank you. Damn. Um, also, you know one thing I noticed about tonight's episode? This is what happens when you don't have a big legend to prioritize on your show, like a Brock Lesnar or an Edge, and you can just sp- put a spotlight on on the whole roster. You know? I mean, they, they kind of had a spotlight on Seth, but it came and went. I get that. Um, okay, so... Promo of the night. I, 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 I want to just pick... Uh, 
E, Seth, and KO. Their promo. Okay, that's fine. I feel like that was the best one. All those guys are really good together. Yeah, I definitely didn't um, have a problem with that promo. I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very, like, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. All right, so now let's go to the uh, wrestlers of wrestler of the night. Um, let's see. This is tough because everyone did great today. Mm, I'm gonna give you three. It's gonna be Biggie, T-Bar, or. Bianca. Do you have a fourth one you want to add in? Um, I do not. Um, my heart says T-Bar. I mean, he did. He did kill it. He's really good tonight. I'll go with I'll go with T bar. We don't always choose T bar. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now let's move to match of the night. As always, we go from the worst to the best of the night, and Liz will say if she agrees. Once again, if you're watching on the live show, leave a comment or question in the chat. Uh, so it's there when we move on. Okay, so worst pro or worst match of the night, four out of ten. Uh, Nikki and Rhea versus Carmella and Zelina. I thought the match was just fine. It was like it wasn't great, but it it wasn't awful. It's it's definitely not the worst uh, women's tag match that they've given us. Um. I thought the finish was funky and kind of dumb, but not bad. Uh, okay, next up. Uh, next up, 6 out of 10, Dirty Dogs vs. Street Profits. I thought the finish, was, finish with Omos was kind of lame, but the length of the match... And everyone in the match was just, they were killing it. This was some fun stuff. Um, if only that that weird finish hadn't happened. And then, and, and you didn't mention it, but Randy was, was arguing with Omas, and he was, like, going after Omas. And then they quickly cut away. Like, it was so weird. Like, they cut to... A recap. I think also the weird thing was that like Jimmy was in the middle of saying something. The mic kind of cut, and five seconds later, once we got to that um, recap from for Damien, Jimmy was like, "And now, blah 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 blah." And I was mm. like, "What? The fuck just happened? Like, did they reprogram Jimmy in the middle of like fucking segment?" I guess so. <laughs> Reboot. Um. Also. Just announced for WXW's 16 karat gold event in 2022, 
is uh, Ace Ace Romero, Fuminori Abe, and Jonathan Gresham. Uh, okay, so next up, seven out of ten, Biggie versus Kevin Owens. This is a lot of fun. Like this is just so solid. Um, yeah, great fun, uh, hugely entertaining. Next up, seven out of ten, Finn Bauer versus Chad Gable. Extremely fun. This is a good length match that uh, that was extremely entertaining. To watch. Next, another seven out of ten. Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Very fun match where the finish, although it was a DQ, it brings us to a, a very interesting place in the story and actually takes us somewhere from that point. Ignore me. What? can't get out of my chair because of the way my leg is positioned. Uh-huh. My battery's about to die. Uh. I had to use the tripod to wiggle my charging cord a little closer. Um, so next up, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. 8 out of 10. This was great. Like th This was a fantastic match. Um, the turnbuckle spot was... You know, it's protecting Bianca. It's fine. Um, does she need protecting? Probably not. But uh, still, very, very fun match that lasted like 20 minutes. Amazing. Fantastic. Finally, my pick for match of the night. Damian Priest versus T-Bar. This match was just incredible. It was brutal. It was... It was jaw dropping like oh my god this had no right being as great as it was and yet so entertaining the story was great too it didn't even need that much story to be as great as it is i gave it a 9 out of 10 fantastic i agree that was fucking awesome yeah Alright, so to run it back, promo of the night, Biggie, Seth, and KO talk about Mount Rushmore, uh, wrestler of the night, T-Bar, match of the night, Damien Priest versus T-Bar. Alright, you want to answer some questions? Do you? Okay. Um, said, yeah, sure. Uh, I didn't hear you at all. Um, so Miriam in the chat asked, what is your favorite holiday song to play on repeat and what is your most hated holiday song? Woo, doggy. Let me start. All right, so we got... Um, uh, fuck. We got Fairytale of New York, um, which is controversial, but it's one of my favorite songs. Um, and of course... Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That one just sounds like somebody's smacking a keyboard. Um, then on top of that, we've got... Uh, first of all, Christmas Eve slash Sarajevo by Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Christmas Canon. Christmas Canon always makes me like a little weepy. Um, and Last Christmas. Last Christmas is like my favorite, but also maybe one of my least favorites. Um, 
In theory, my least favorite song is like Dominic the Donkey. Because if you haven't <laughs> heard, but also at the same time, Dominic the Donkey is the catchiest Christmas song that like ever was made. Um, and I find myself humming it pretty much all through the Christmas season. I'm so excited. I listened to a fairy tale of New York because Vance Joy did a cover of it and it was in my discover weekly. And I was like, Ooh. Um, so my, my favorite holiday songs, um, I'm not Jewish, but puppy for Hanukkah by David Diggs (laughs) is one of my favorites came out last year, but it's fantastic. Um, also love uh rocking around the christmas tree um because it's my least favorite oh i loved it because it was in like every christmas movie i watched as a kid so that's why i love it it's fair um and my most hated holiday song is any that are played before december oh so it's gonna be all of them yes because Boy, howdy. I also don't really like, like, I don't like, like, the super, super new ones. Mm-hmm. Unless it's sung by, like, Michael Buble. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's got, like, an old voice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think one of my least favorite songs is Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Because mm. um, that's the most fucked up song. That has ever existed. Um, yeah, man, I'm so excited for Christmas and like not even just Christmas. I'm so excited for the holiday season. I'm going to start listening to this music like probably next time I drive because I'll hey, probably be alone next time I drive. Hey, Liz, you want to close the show? Oh. I'm just really into Christmas songs. I know. Holiday songs. Like White Christmas. Oh, wait, no, it's not a holiday song. It's a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Bells is technically... No, because they say Christmas time. Uh, you want to close out the show? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Oh, actually, um, it, before you do that... Oh. Um, tomorrow, immediately after our NXT post-show, we will be going right into our 2K20 stream. Um... Because we forgot last week's. So we're giving you two 2K20 Battle of the Brand streams this week. One will be immediately after NXT. Um, and After the NXT post-show. And the other will be the following day right after Dynamite. So you won't want to miss those. Anyway, let's... Oh, you won't. Um, Alright, so if you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. Uh, I love you. What? Happy Daylight Savings Time is uh, over. It's this weekend. To get a whole hour of sleep back. Um, yeah. Please join us tomorrow night for our NXT podcast. And of course, as Mark just said, our uh, WWE2K20 uh, podcast as well. Stop calling it a podcast. It's a stream. Yeah, sure. Watch us play video game. Yeah. Um, and if you want to, please check us out on Spotify. We are on Spotify as the Pinfall Podcast. What What did you expect? Um, if you If you search, I believe if you search the pin, 
pin F. No. I think if you search the pin pin F, it, we should be the first thing that comes up on Spotify. Should be. I don't know if it's Spotify being like, I know this face, and like, shows it to you. But, but. We, we are the first thing that comes up if you search the Pinfall podcast. Right. And I am doing a better job of uploading episodes regularly. Um, this episode will be up as soon as it's on YouTube, so I can rip the audio from YouTube. YouTube does not allow, and I kind of get it, but I also don't. Yes. So you say that in a video that, that is going on YouTube? I feel like you should be able to like log into your account and just rip the audio without having to go through some sneaky, weird if it's definitely going to put malware on my computer. Yeah. It's absolutely um, recording me as I speak. Yeah. Thank you all for watching. Hope you all enjoyed. Follow and subscribe. We appreciate appreciate all the support you folks give us. Um and it all helps make this show better. So again, subscribe and follow. Our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. Like Liz said, our Spotify is the Pinfall Podcast. If you're watching anywhere else uh, our live show is twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. Uh, come and chat with us live. Our Twitter is at pinfall podcast. Uh, I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine two three, and we'll see you tomorrow for our NXT 2.0 uh, podcast plus our 2K20 Battle of the Brand stream. Hope to see you then.